The Song Confessional Podcast is a co-production of KUT, KUTX Studios, and Good Taste Society. Hey, this is Walker Lukens, and you are listening to... Let me explain what we do here at Song Confessional. We travel all around the country recording people telling us stories anonymously, right? So we go to music festivals, uh, state fairs, um, conventions full of event marketers, all sorts of weird shit. Anyway, we we collect stories and uh, we pick our favorite ones and we give them to songwriters and bands who write and record an original song inspired by that anonymous story. On this podcast, you're going to hear the anonymous story that we call The Confession. You're going to hear the song that inspired it, and you're going to hear an interview with the songwriters. I'm sitting here with my favorite little double-timing drummer. Tell him your name. What's up, everybody? This is Zach Catanzaro. Zach, what is weird about our episode today? Uh, it's that it's it's incestuous. It's completely, entirely incestuous. And not what you're thinking is that that would be from the confession, which it's not. It's incestuous because of us. Today's song was written by uh, me and the Bright Light Social Hour, and Zach plays with me and with the Bright Light Social Hour. I do. I've I've been playing with Walker. You guys have probably heard me say this before, but since 2014, going on 10 years, um, I've been with Bright Light Social Hour since 2019, and yeah, it's it's really it's kind of weird drumming with both of you guys because I've. Obviously, we've toured with Bright Light so many times in our career. Okay, so let's imagine you're not the drummer of Bright Light Social Hour or someone who's toured with them a bunch of times like us or the moderator of the Reddit Wix Picks uh, a page about Bright Light live sets, which I am. Uh, how, how does like the average person know the Bright Light Social Hour? What's their best chance of knowing this band? I, I would say there's probably... I, it's a toss. There's like three good answers to this, I okay, feel like. Okay, give me them all. Uh, first one, if you are local, when they were, when they were blowing up, uh, first album, self-titled album, Bright Light Social Hour had a song called Back and Forth. That was like song of the year. The band ended up winning band of the year, album of the year. But that song was just like, they won the Austin music award. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It, I, yes, that's what that's, that is the award that they won. Um, but back and forth was just like one of the first local hits of my time in Austin that I can remember. Is this a song about a man going back and forth with his opinion on a certain subject? Um, I would say it's about me going back and forth drumming between you guys. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't think so. I think it might be about a portion of his body going back and forth. Yeah, well, ja- Jackie O'Brien, the bass player and wonderful personality head <laughs> of Bright Light Social Hour, has a wonderful line when we play live. And before he introduces the song, he always says, this song's about fucking. So there you have it. What, it's what, out there. What is the second reason why people might know Bright Light Social Hour? The second reason is the title track of the Amazon Prime show Sneaky Pete, um, which ran for, I think, three seasons, I believe. Um and yeah, I know that they were super excited every time it got renewed and pretty bummed when it got canceled because it was a nice little nice little once a year check. <laughs> okay, so what's the third reason they might know the Bright Light Social Hour? The third and final reason is there's the song Ghost Dance that if you look up right now, there's a good chance you've heard because it's been synced so many times. It's been in 
a ton of TV shows, movies, uh, an international Nintendo commercial for the past few years. Um, it, it's out there in general. So your chances of coming across it are decent. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the bright light in a nutshell. All right, Zach, what are the three reasons that someone might know Walker Lukens? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, this podcast, because you're listening to it. Great answer. <laughs> that is that is definitely the number one reason that you know, uh, you know, my favorite host, possibly your second favorite host, but maybe also your favorite host. <laughs> okay, that we'll call that reason number three. What's reason number two that people might know Walker Lukens, co-writer of this song? <laughs> <laughs> Reason number two is, uh, you know, mild, mild hit uh, every night. It's been it's also been synced on a couple shows, a couple movies. Uh, it's had, you know, well over a million streams on, it's on all a, the things. It's had, it's had over two million. There you go. You might know the song every night, but I'll tell you from experience, you don't know anything beyond that lyric. <laughs> Absolutely I've, true. I've seen you. But fans. you might you might know it's the same if you're a real fan. That's true. I, it's not your failing, fans. It's my failing. <laughs> I thought it would be cool to have a lot of quick phrases, and that might have been cool, but it didn't help you learn the lyrics. Okay. Fair, what, all right. Third reason. First, number one reason. Number one reason. <laughs> Good, well, the, I already thought I said the number one was this podcast. No, no. That's the number three. Oh. I decided the order. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're deciding the order, I have no idea what answer you're looking for. Okay. But I'm going to go with uh, a song that was one of the only good songs Walker wrote before I was in the band, <laughs> Dear Someone, which mm. uh, was really, in in my opinion, what kind of first got people talking about you and what put you on my radar. Um, it was uh, part of All Songs Considered on NPR. Yeah. No, right? All Songs Considered? It, I think the thing that got some attention was uh, uh, I... I had a music video for it. Great music video. And you guys should check it out if you haven't seen it. It premiered on a website. I don't know if it still exists, but it was called Mashable.com. I remember Mashable. I'm, I'm not sure if it still exists either. It was like a tech news site. Mm. But uh, yeah, that, that it had a moment in the sun as a result a of that. But what answer were you looking for? Because I could sell, tell you were surprised. I was surprised. I didn't really know what you were going to say. <laughs> Great. I, I thought that. you were going to say my dashing good looks. Yeah. Or... Well, uh, the millions of dollars that I have in stacks in my living room. The speed at which you go through boots. And my my new addiction, uh, Altoids. <laughs> yeah, faster than the boots. <laughs> if I'm doing a recording session, I go through about a, a canister of Altoids a session. Now, I give them a lot of, a lot of them out. <laughs> but honestly, it's mainly me. I don't know how this happened. I used to smoke, so maybe that's it. Yeah, well, better times, greener pastures. But anyway, you know about Bright Light. You know about Walker. Most of that will come out in the next episode in the interview between Walker and Jackie and Kurt. Um, but this episode, why? Uh, what, what, do, what do we know about this episode? Where do, where do we get these stories? We got something new to tell everybody. Well, the reason that we wrote a song together or finally put one out that we'd written together is that we, the song professional has a permanent booth at the Mishawaka in Colorado. And we have a annual festival called Confessed where bands play and all the bands who play write a song inspired by our confession gathered at the Mishawaka. So our first Confess was last September, 2022. And of course it was us, Bright Light Social Hour and Song Confessional alum Esme Patterson who did a song for us from our quarantine season. So go check that out if you haven't. Um, but first, we got to get to this confession. Confession. 
Hello. Hello. How's it going? I don't know. You don't know how it go how's it going? Ah, I'm kind of nervous. Oh, okay. Well, um, I don't. I would say there's nothing to be nervous about. But, but what are you nervous about? Uh, I've never ever been in a confessional. I'm a Baptist. We don't do things like this. Yeah. Well, we're not really affiliated with the church anyway. Well, you're not? So. No. Oh, darn. I thought this was going to be a new experience. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's still a new experience if you, this is the first confessional you've ever been in. It is. So. Well, I have a problem. And I need to get it off my chest. Because I have begged and begged my nine grandkids who are all in production age to give me a great grandchild and begging didn't do it for me so then i decided i would plead because that's a little different and point out the fact that i'm getting pretty old 88 and still no grandchildren great grandchildren and so then I decided I would bribe. And I started out with the first one to give me a grandchild. They'd have to be married, but I'd give them $10,000. And still, nobody's interested. They're all interested in careers. And so I've now raised it to 20,000, and I'm still not getting anywhere. And I'm just getting older and older. And so I'm kind of desperate. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm 88. I can't last much longer. And there isn't one of them that even thinks they're even close to having. So now I don't even care if they're married. You know, they could go out and get a surrogate for all I care. And I've added another dimension now. I said I would raise the child. And still, nobody's even listening to my plea. So I figure if I pass this on to a higher power, if it's a he or she up there, might help me out a little bit. And there might be an accident someplace, and then I'll get my great grandchild. So I'm hoping that you might be able to put a word in for me and help me out. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Happy to help with that. Well, thank you. What uh? So what excites you about uh, having a great grandchild? Well, isn't that what life's about? I mean, you gotta. My DNA has to be followed through. I don't want my existence to stop with me. I need to have, I have the grandchildren and now it's up to them to give me the grand, great grandchild. And then supposedly my seed will live forever. And I'm do, trying to do my part. Okay? Yeah, I hear that. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing with us. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, saying some prayers for you as well. 
Thank you very much. Of course. Now, do I have to cross myself? Uh, you don't have to. You can just go back outside and enjoy the beautiful weather and, and hang out. I will do that. Thank right. you. Thank you. Now, if this was as serious, I thought it would be. Now here's Seed by Walker Lukens and the Bright Light Social Hour. You might have noticed that uh, there was a different um, corrupt priest on that <laughs> confession. It wasn't it wasn't Zach or me. It was Aaron. And honestly, prob- probably the least corrupt priest you've ever heard. Aaron's the best of us, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one's for you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just confirm that. <laughs> so, so the reason that Aaron's in there taking the confession is that Zach and I were running around uh, like chickens with no head. Busily finishing up the song confessional lounge at the venue and also setting up to play. Which this venue, the Mishawaka, is just like amazing amphitheater right on the edge of Este Park, essentially outside of Fort Collins. Um, it's in a canyon. There's a river behind it. It's it's one of the most beautiful settings you could possibly see a show. I didn't actually ever imagine in my life that my two biggest passions could be so close to one another. And my biggest passions are, of course, making music and being outdoors. And specifically rivers. My man Walker loves rivers and has a knowledge of the U.S. rivers and river systems and runoffs more than anybody I've ever met that isn't doing it for a living. If you'd like to know what watershed your river is a part of, there's a high likelihood that I know. Yeah, or just drop a note in the comments below. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but so, okay, so it's in the Poudre Canyon. This is the Poudre River. It's a wild and scenic river, which basically means that there are... Uh, not a lot of man-made structures affecting the flow. 
Yeah. My, okay, so I'm calling it here on this podcast. Animal of the year is the beaver. Beaver dams are among us when you're out at the Mish. They're actually among us always, but that's well, a separate subject. Fair. There is one at the Mish. <laughs> you can. It is amazing. It's it's. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna get on this soapbox right now. <laughs> Okay, point is, it's a beautiful amphitheater. There's a restaurant. Uh, There was a stage inside this restaurant that was like uh, mildly neglected as a stage. It was being used as storage. And the the kind people at the Mish decided to let us design uh, a a full lounge that is outside of our new recording booth. There's a the booth is made out of a vintage telephone booth. There's a cool pew there, some great chairs, some great rugs. So if you end up in Fort Collins and at the Mish, you've got to you've got to check out the booth. We got a handful of really good confessions uh, from the event, but basically kept coming back to this particular one because we've never gotten one like it ever before. It's definitely a unique subject matter. And I've never heard um, an elder so forcefully offer to pay their heirs to make children. I, I definitely haven't either. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I don't have any grandparents. I don't have any parents. <laughs> I have no. I have no personal relation to this type of experience. It. 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 You know. To be honest with you, and and we talk about this with Kurt and Jack a lot in the interview. Uh, I just thought it was charming and funny uh, until talking to Jack and Kurt about it. Yeah, we both were like very lighthearted and we're like, oh, this one's kind of cute and fun when we were talking about it amongst ourselves. But then as soon as we handed it over there was like a very different perception of it and it definitely yeah it it made me think about it differently and um you'll hear all about it in the interview because uh, walker and jack and kurt really cover a lot of territory as far as the analysis of the confession and and of course how this song relates to it i i can't honestly you can't either we can't sit here and like talk about how great this song is I mean, I guess we can, we do the fuck we want, but we aren't going to sit here and talk about why it's great. I would I do want to point out that uh, this song is kind of unique for this podcast and also for uh, the bands involved. On one simple level, it's a very short song. It's very short. It also sounds nothing like either project, which is really cool and fun. It is. I, I will also say that this song, uh, it started as a as a demo that Jack created. And then we built it up all of us together um, to use for another project and then recycled it for this. And I'm very, very happy that it, it's seen the light of day, but it, it is, it has, it's had a lot of uses before yeah. I ended up here. Yeah. There's, there's a feeling to this track that I feel like, um, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't let die. There's something about it. There's all the, I mean, obviously as the percussionist, I'm, I'm pretty into all the crazy percussion that made it on the final track. There's like Jack's original, uh, drum machine loop that kind of was the basis of the rhythm. And if you're listening to it, it's right in the middle. Okay. And then there's the acoustic drums that I laid, which are just pan to the right. And then there's at least four or five different percussion elements happening which are panned to the left yeah so when especially if you're in headphones you'll really hear it on this one um if you have a killer set of speakers you would too but headphones would be the easiest way and it creates this kind of like spinning chaos mm-hmm. and it, especially in the there's a moment halfway where like everything takes a hard change um, which is also why the song is so weird you mentioned how short it is but it's 
it's very intense so it doesn't even really feel that short i don't think when i listen to it it's uh it uh, it reminds me of the kind of music i was trying to make in high school in that it's like really insistent and like supposed to be really overwhelming yeah you know? it's like it's like a jungle beat version of a punk song or something yeah. like that you know damn good review heard here first jungle beat version of a punk song i think that's pretty accurate i think also the i like to think they sound like stereo lab but i think they might actually sound like ben folds five which i liked <laughs> in high school so that's fine the <laughs> the backup vocals at the end yeah, oh yeah 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 which is you layering multiple parts yeah yeah, I think maybe the original thought was that we would get someone else to sing it, but I don't know. It just didn't really pan out. Yeah. <laughs> so there's f- five Walker Lukenses. Yeah, I'm I'm the <laughs> vocal horn section at the end. So uh, we got back from Colorado and we found a free day and uh, we got together and we recorded, we wrote the lyrics and recorded vocals for this song here at my studio in Austin. Uh, and then Jim mixed it and Chris Longwood mastered it and you're hearing it here on the podcast for the first time. So there is now this permanent booth uh, out at the Mish. We're going to be giving you some more confessions from there down the road. We're planning another confessed for later this year Um, and you can go there uh, at the Mishawaka in the Poudre Canyon outside Fort Collins 365 days a year and give a confession and potentially be featured on this show. That theme song you heard at the top was written and recorded by me and Zach. It was engineered and mixed by Adam Mason, and it features Topaz McGarrickle on sax. The Song Confessional Podcast is produced by myself, Walker Lukens, Aaron Blackerby, Rylan Kettery, Jim Eno, Mike Lee, our newcomer Tyler Brown, and it is brought to you by KUTX. If you like this podcast, the best thing you can do is send an episode to someone who you think will like it. You can even send it to someone who you hate, but you know that they will appreciate this podcast. Honestly, that would probably be, well, besides kind of you, it would show a lot of personal growth and I think you should do it. Second to that, you can subscribe to the show on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow the Song Confessional Artist page wherever you listen to music and stay up to date.